going on, everyone? Welcome back to the In the Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler What's still up, up in Delaware in quarantine. We're doing these Skype episodes, and we have with us today our first international guest. Very lucky to be joined by the lovely Miss India Dupre. India, how you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? I'm we're, doing good. We're hanging in there. So it's late, um, later in the night. Um, it's 9 o'clock p.m., which isn't too late for us. What time is it in Australia right now? currently 11 11 a.m so big big time difference for sure and we're a day ahead so it's it's the 24th i believe today it's um yeah. it's, god i don't even know what day it is i'm going crazy nobody knows what day but it is anymore I, th- I think i think it's thursday today and is it is it wednesday where you guys are at yeah yep we're, we've got it right i think it's like 14 hours which is pretty crazy, crazy. from from eastern standard time in in areas like new york and florida and washington dc to what it is in australia so where in australia are you you're on the gold coast right i'm in the gold coast yeah that just sounds beautiful, and I love your accent, by the way. I'm a sucker for – I've got – it's funny. You'll hear me and Tyler have two different accents. So I'm originally from New York, so we say, like, coffee, awesome, awful. Coffee, yeah, awesome. coffee. Like, just like Joe, <laughs> Joey from Friends, if you're familiar with that program. And, yeah. and then Tyler is from the Deep South. So yeah, he, so I'm from, like, Alabama. I've been in Nashville, Alabama. though, now. Exactly. Yeah, Nashville. Exactly. <laughs> I've been in Nashville now for seven years, though, mm. and I've, I've done time up in the Northeast to like I, I've lost a lot of my accent actually um compared to what it used to be so wow it used to be a real long draw it used to take like a month for me to finish a sentence I I have people from America trying to mimic my accent all the time but it's always butchered it's like good day mate how are you going crikey it, it's like you make us sound so broken <laughs> yeah so so where you're at in Australia right now what part of the country is that so is that like i'm guessing the coast you're near the water right yeah so so my my area is known for its beautiful beaches it's very tropical um always hot like the sun's always out it's very very beautiful it's quite hot a lot of the time but it's not like sticky humid heat it's like it's nice so i do live in a really really beautiful part of Australia and yeah it's it's on the coast so we've got all the beautiful beaches and the nice weather and the wind and it yeah it's really really beautiful place and I feel like a lot of people that come from America to Australia um, they end up going to that sort of side of things and they always love it so yeah, I, I live in a beautiful place for sure. Yeah, see, I've never been out of the country, and I'm like most Americans. <gasps> most what? there's so many of us. I think we're the country where the people travel the least because it feels like everybody in Europe <laughs> travels all the time. I mean, everything's so close over there, and then a lot, of, a lot of a lot of Aussies and Kiwis like to travel as well with yourself and people from New Zealand, and then people in Asia like to travel as well. But I've never been out of the country, and I really want to get outside the country and go and check places oh, out. Yeah, especially Australia. Yeah, I mean it's sure. a beautiful place. I feel like everyone at some point needs to go and like explore different culture, different cultures, and different like way of living. Like there are so many little things when you go traveling that you pick up on that are different. Like even just the way people interact with each other, like on the street, like everything is so different. So I think it's probably worth going out and seeing outside of America. But then again, like there's so many different parts of America too. It's like all the countries in one, one big collective bunch for sure. Yeah. So you've been to America before? Yeah, so, I loved it. So you were telling us you've your first experience. So you're also very young. You're 17, correct? 
I, t- I turned 17 a month ago, yeah. Wow. So you're doing what you're doing in the music game at a very young age. You should be very proud of yourself, first off. Number two, to be... To have come Thank to you. to have come to America on a few on a few trips and to experience the world at such a young age. What was your first impression coming to America, and what place in America was it? So I first went to LA, um, and I was staying in Marina Del Rey, which is beautiful. But my first experience was like Chick Fil A, I think. Oh, nice! And, and it is my favorite food. Yeah. In the whole world, like, I, I have dreams about Chick-fil-A. I'm not even joking. I love it. And you guys have, like, the weirdest, the weirdest stuff. Like, I've experienced the crazy, like, I was, like, walking down the street. There's, like, someone in a horse and carriage. And then there's, like, <laughs> cars without doors. Yeah. And I'm, like, I can't believe this is a place people actually live. Like, it didn't even feel like it was real. And then that group of, group of like, 20 shirtless skaters were just, like, skate down and then there's like a horse and I'm like there's no way this is real like it didn't even feel like I was I was like actually existing in this place it was the craziest thing yeah no it was a very big culture shock yeah Chick-fil-a you experienced and I agree with that one of the finer things of American culture Mm -hmm. we've we've got a lot of fast food here um Chick-fil-a I think is the best of the bunch so I'm from I'm originally from Atlanta Georgia which is where Chick-fil-a originated in fact my mom and (gasps) my mom and the owner of Chick-fil-a used to be kind of close and she used to go to this property all the time but yeah like Chick-fil-a even for Matt versus me like I grew up with it from the time I was born and it was so foreign to go somewhere and they not have Chick-fil-A whenever like Chick-fil-A for us is like McDonald's for the rest of the country. Like yeah. it's literally on every corner wow. in, in yeah, where, Georgia. Yeah. Where I grew up in New York, we didn't have Chick-fil-A growing up. It was a Southern. Oh, you poor soul. I mean, we had like pizza and bagels. Yeah. They and got all. the best pizza. We've, we've probably. Got, see, that's what's interesting about America too, is there's so many influences from different other, from other cultures, we're such a young country. New, New York has a lot of Italian food, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. Pizza, pasta. Oh, yeah, there you go. Get the hand, get the hands going. <laughs> us two gots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, New York's a, an interesting place too because there's just so many people and it gets so crowded and stuff. Yeah. But so, so LA and you said Nashville. Anywhere else that you've been? Did you do like one of those trips where like you come in on the west side of the country and go all the way across, or did you just go no, New York I, or I, LA I to Nashville? Wish, I wish. I uh, um so I went to LA a couple times for work purposes. So I went back and forward. But then with my um, singing school, we all went on a trip to Nashville, and I loved it, loved it. But I, like, Mum and I were planning on going back in January, but obviously with you know COVID nineteen, we're not really sure if that's going to be happening. But like, my mum loves Nashville. Like she she would live there in a day. She's like, I don't even want to come home. She loved it. So, yeah, I've, I've only been to two places, but I would love to do, like, a trip of, like, I've, I've always wanted to go to New York. I want to go to, um, like, Miami, different places like that. Like, there are so many different places because everything is so different, like you said before. Like, there are so many different things about each one that you can't really go to one because then you have to go to this one and then this one's known for this. And there's, there's just so many things, you know, that you have to – check out like if you're gonna go to america you sort of have to do the whole trip you know what i mean 
Yeah. 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 And it's so it's so spread out and stuff that it takes a long time to go through and do that. So I got to ask. So in Australia is the, now, you know, Nashville is like the music city and like it's a place where a lot of music production goes down. Same with L.A., New York, Austin, Texas. Is there a place in, New, in uh, Australia where it's like the music hub where a lot of like artists like yourself that are Aussies go and a lot of like the recording studios are and things like that? I feel like Australia is at a very different pace in terms of like the music industry. Like a lot of artists get big in Australia and then don't get out of Australia. So which makes it makes things really hard for Aussie artists to like connect that bridge into like American mainstream music. So that makes things a bit hard and it's so we've got like a small handful of famous artists from Australia that like get on rotation. But I wouldn't really say there's so much of like a specific place. I would say that there are a lot of recording studios in Melbourne as opposed to like a couple everywhere. Like the majority of them I would say are in Melbourne. That's sort of like the artsy spot yeah. in Australia. So I, w- I would assume that's where a lot of it happens. I, I was on a trip recently in Melbourne to do some recording because there aren't really many where I'm at. So, yeah, I'd probably say Melbourne. Dope. That's, That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. By the way, I mean, I know I said it earlier. I could listen to you talk all day. It's just the really? accent. Yeah, I love your accent. I feel like I sound like a bogan. Like a bogan? <laughs> what's, a, what's a bogan? A bogan's like, huh. Hmm. I don't even know how I describe it. I'm going to, I'm going to, huh. I don't know. Have you guys seen Tiger King? Yes. Yes. I would say that they're bogans. Okay, that's, okay. That's, that's, so that's how that's how I would, but like southern. I don't know. See, that's what I don't. I don't like, really know how to describe like it. Like the common term, like redneck in the United States. Kind of. Because the kind other, because the other, because the other saying that I've heard. So I, a weird thing about me in Australia. So again, I've never been there. We used to. So I used to be a. Um, I used to have a radio show when I was in college and in, in university and stuff. And we had like an internet channel where people could listen from anywhere. By some reason, we we ended up connecting with a lot of Australian country artists, and wow. we developed a. Develop, I don't know how we were just drinking lots of whiskey in our early twenties and <laughs> doing stuff. So we ended up um, doing a. We would do late night shows, and our mistake was we called them Down Under Thunder. We had no idea that there was this thing called Thunder from Down Under. So we used to get all these interesting people calling in from Australia, all these women being like, what are you wearing? What is this? What is that? And we had no idea. what I was, I was like, I'm drinking a Jack and Coke, like wearing a hoodie. And they're like, oh, oh my God. Like, yeah, it was all that weird stuff. But anyway, what I was, what I was getting at, we had a guy that, um, one term that I heard of, I heard, I've heard of Utes. I've heard of feral, like getting feral and like whole- <laughs> these, these are the most random words that you're using, by the way. I know. It's like-, like The most random words. <laughs> but like get, but like, like how that people say like getting redneck in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard people use the term getting feral in Australia. Is that a real thing? Yeah. 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 See that, that, that's pretty. Yeah. I could use that word so as I'm, like a I'm distinction. There. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Kind of like- yeah, I guess I guess I feel like whenever I'm watching a TV show and there's like all these Americans and like one Australian, I'm like, you sound so weird. <laughs> so I can't even imagine what I sound like because to me this is normal. But whenever I go over to LA, I'm mocking you Americans all the time. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. What a hundred percent. And you have every right to. We're a very interesting all, all people. Of, all of like 
the LA girls. Oh, I yeah. I do the best impression. I'm like, oh, let's hear it. I let's literally hear it. cannot. I literally cannot <laughs> even handle it. Oh, like, my I, God. But, no, but the thing is that they you're speak spot, so hey, slow. You're spot they on. They speak so slow. They're like, I literally cannot. Like, I don't even know. And I'm like, what are you doing? See, that's not just LA, though. That's like also a lot of the country on it, to be honest. We call it basic white girl. You sound like you're an American girl, like post really? sweet post sweet sixteen right now. With the way you just oh, said that, that, that was I love that. You nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. You're ready for brunch and oh, I can't wait. Go to Coachella, yeah. all that shit. Oh you're my ready god, to Coachella! Go. Coachella is like the American teenage dream. God, I want to go to Coachella. <laughs> I, yeah. I hear crazy things about America too, like in in Las Vegas. Apparently, you go down the strip and there's like, oh, there's a SpongeBob theme park. Oh, there's a giant squid. I don't know. There's just like just just random stuff. I haven't been and to like, Las Vegas. I can't Vegas, believe but... that 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 is the norm. Like yeah. that that is a normal thing. Yeah, and again, it's it's we're such a melting pot of different people, and there's so much division. Like being being that Nashville's down south, and me being a being a New Yorker. Um, we're New York and Nashville, very different places and like just attitudes, mindsets. And even right now with COVID-19 going on, how different areas of the country are affected. Like yeah. New York, where I'm from, very affected. Alabama, where Tyler's from, barely any cases. So like that's the thing. When you have such a big country, you get – it's such an interesting like just yeah, I was, interesting I was speaking about that earlier. I heard that um, some of the countries in more of like the southern areas, they don't have as many cases – as obviously places like Los Angeles or San Francisco or places yeah, and like, yeah, places like that, I'd say. Part of that definitely is to, like, where I'm from, it was, like, a 20-minute drive to the nearest, like, gas station, and it was, like, a 30 to 45-minute drive to the nearest, like, place to get groceries and, like, the nearest, Whoa. like, town. So, like, where I'm from, I live way out in the sticks. He's from the bush. He's yeah, from way yeah, out in the bush. Like, yeah. The bush. Like, like, I live way out mm. there. I'm out in the country and so like you're just not interacting with as many people there's not as much i guess you would say exposure there's not definitely not as much like international travel and stuff like that like you know i've been to mexico and out of the 40 people i graduated with i'm probably one of five that's left the country and i'm wow i think i'm one of two that's actually left the state of alabama to like live uh most people where i'm from just they don't leave they you know they're Mom lived there, their grandparents lived there, their great-great-grandparents lived there. You know, it's just a generational thing. So you're not getting as much international and you're not getting as much exposure. So it's not spreading as fast because there's honestly not as many people down there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's what my mom was saying when we were in Nashville. It was like a place, know, like a lot of the people that we met, what they were saying is that like, well, their moms live there. And then it's a very like, like you said, like generational. Like yeah. people live there and then they grow up. Then their then their kids live live there, and then they bring up their kids there, and I feel like, yeah, that 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 does make sense as to why there isn't as many cases because no one really feels the need to like spread, right? Really? Yeah. yeah, we're at we're it's as, very homey yeah. place. Yeah, whereas New York, you've got millions of people on a twenty mile island in New York City, and everybody's from everywhere, and you got three international airports around the island. I think wow. the nearest international airport to me is probably at least a five hour drive. Yeah. <gasps> no way. Yeah, he's way he's yeah. way out in the like, sticks. I'm way in out the there. Sticks. Yes, yeah. he's out there. <laughs> yeah. Like Whoa. I used to you know, hunt and fish and stuff literally pretty much from my backyard. 
you know, like we're just, we have land and, you know, we live out there and you could pretty much do what you want to do. You know, it's like living out in the bush. Like you can just go and live and be free kind of, you know? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a very like free, just like comfortable living space though. Like I've always wanted to sort of live in like a peaceful, quiet area. Like you've got your neighbors and it's just like, it's peaceful. Like it's just you and the nature and you're just like living, you're just living your life. Yeah. You know? You know, and it's it's so beautiful too, like nature, like you have the most beautiful rainforests and woodlands and creeks and stuff like that. So yeah, it sounds sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you get a little bit of everything. It's definitely cool to cool to live that way and stuff. So seventeen years old, doing the music thing, um, got music out that we've been streaming, um, doing all kinds of big things. When did you start getting into this whole music world? I, um, most people start singing when they're like two or three. I started singing when I was 12 because genuinely I was just like bored. And so I auditioned for a, it's like a play sort of thing or like a, like, like a show, yeah. um, for the neighborhood. And after that, I just got singing lessons and I've been singing ever since, but I think I started taking it seriously at the age of like 13, 14. I started singing when I was 12. Dang. Well, you so getting in, getting into it a little bit later than some people, but you're you're off to. I would say you're doing doing some big things. You're crushing it. And uh, pop music is something that's, that's interesting for us. So we we're definitely more on the countryside, like in terms of like the podcasting guests that we've had. So one, you're our first international guest. Two, you're our first like pop genre like that format guest, which is really cool because we don't get to talk to a lot of like pop artists and pop writers and things like that. And that's just like a whole nother animal. So come going doing going from Australia to the States in terms of pop music, what's pop music like in Australia compared to the States? Like do you guys jam out to like Billie Eilish, Shawn Mendes, people like that, or do you have your own kind of artists? I feel like Obviously, like, the chart-topping artists will get played on radio, but a lot of Australian music, I think Australian pop is different compared to the rest of the world. I feel like America's pop is very much, like, formulated a specific way. Like, even even if you look at the most famous pop artists, like, they are weird-looking. Yeah. Like, like, our biggest pop artists, like, they just go on stage with, like, shorts and a shirt. Whether if you're in America, they've got like the full like bedazzled bling, yeah. like big hair extensions. But Australia is just like really, really casual, I guess, and like more alternative pop. But going over to LA, I sort of, well, I actually started doing more country stuff. I um, like a lot of songs I was singing at the start was country because my voice really, really does suit country. But I sort of veered into pop music when I went over to LA and I was just like testing out new things and seeing what worked with me. So at the moment I'm still trying to find like my sound because some songs are like has country influences. Some songs have like different influences from different places because I feel like what's really, really good about this generation is a lot of artists are releasing albums with so many different genres in it so that they're not confining themselves to like a specific lane anymore. Like Halsey's recent album had like rock elements and then a couple country songs. And it's just really, really cool to see that you don't have to be in a specific lane anymore. Like you can, exactly. you know, yeah. do anything you want. Yeah, absolutely. And and somebody that I, I would compare you to um, in terms of style and it's, I, I, 
it's definitely I'm meaning it as a compliment is Billie Eilish when you're with with the notes that you can hit and like your some of and maybe it might have been your your recent TikTok video. I noticed you're pretty big on TikTok, right? <laughs> um, you did a cover. No, I, I I I started. I started TikTok. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm not. I'm not hip with the kids. I'm still trying to everybody figure is. out the TikTok. <laughs> yeah, everybody's trying to figure it out. But you had done a cover of um of one of Billy's newer songs. Um, that was really cool and awesome. But with Billy, they um people have been have been calling her like post genre, as in like mm. she's not necessarily pop. She's a little pop. Some alternative. There's all kinds of different elements in there. And like you said, that's what's cool about our generation is. We're all, we all grew up on so many different styles of music that there's so much blending and crossing going on. Like even within country, you could go from a guy like Luke Combs to a guy like Kane Brown or Sam Hunt, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, and- it's weird because I feel like pop like has meant so many different things like over the years. Oh, yeah. It's like pop back then was like Elvis and then there was like glam rock. Like that was pop. But what's what's really interesting about Billy? Um, is that she's sort of morphing what pop is. It's like although you don't really put her in a specific genre of like she's not pop, she's not this, she's not that, it's like that's what's becoming pop, you know. Yeah. Changing things up. It's really cool. Exactly. And, you know, one of my favorite on it, uh, I paid a lot of attention back in the day to like Australian charts and stuff because for quite a few years uh, you could actually predict American charts by Australian charts. Australian charts were about four months ahead of American charts. So, really? Yeah. Um, that was something that, like, back in the day, whenever I went to school for music business, and, uh, you know, that's something that I'd pay attention to just to find new artists. And somebody that I really latched on to that I like a lot is uh, Gordy, I think is how you pronounce it. Gordy. I've heard that name. G-O-R-D-I. I, I think I've heard she's, that name. I'm pretty sure she's Australian or New Zealand. But... Uh, all that to say is that she's kind of like that too, um, where one minute it's a ballad, the next minute it's a pop song, and she's even got stuff that's kind of like rapish uh, almost. But, you know, it's something that I feel like today, um, especially like a lot of the people that are coming from Australia and from New Zealand that are popping over to the U.S., a lot of it is stuff that is new, is very fresh, and is very genre-bending meaning that it doesn't it really doesn't have you know walls and boundaries that it goes to you know cuz even going back to lord whenever she came over here you know like even that for us was something very new yeah australian artists are definitely like quite unique which is something that i can definitely applaud australia for like even tones and i who's you know dance monkey song obviously blew up like crazy but she's she's not the typical like blonde hair, blue eyes. No, like, not singer. not at all. Like, she's very much her. All. She's very much her own person. Yeah, and like that. That's just what she does. Like she just pops on a cap and like a tracksuit and just does her thing. But Australian artists, like they're just very unique. Like I think the biggest artist at the moment is Benny. I think that's how I say it. Benny. She has released like some of the biggest songs on the charts right now, and she's from Australia. But it's not like normal pop music. It's like pop music with like a twist to it, like an edginess to it, which I can definitely say is really, really cool. And and it works in Australia. Like it's it's what's happening, which is amazing. But I, I wish that a lot more artists like found that bridge from just Australian audiences overseas. But it's it's cool that you that you see 
um, that four months, there's like a difference between Australian charts and yeah. sort of the influences. Especially like, That's really cool. And a lot of that is with like your newer artist. You know, like obviously like if Taylor Swift drops a new album, like everywhere it's going number one kind of. But like with new mm-hmm. artists, with, you know, people like The Lord, the Billie Eilish, even people like whenever Sean Mendez was getting his start, and especially a lot of people that come from Britain, they hit in Australia before they hit in America. So it's really cool to kind of see how Australia really leads away in like new artists and who kind of gets pushed here in the U.S. It's kind of hard to get acknowledged by Australian um, like radio stations and like Spotify Australia and like the company, like the big ones in Australia because there's only a handful of them. But it's like once you get in that like that circle of rotation, like you will be pushed and yes. like you will be driven. But it, it's like getting in that rotation. That's like the struggle for a lot of people because we have so many artists here. Like half my friends are, you know, bloody musicians. Like everybody, there's there's so many people doing it, but it's it's hard to get in that circle. But like once you're in, like you can definitely do a lot of things with it. Yeah. Are the record labels a big thing still over in Australia? Like in terms of like independent artists and like, cause we're, we've started this, we're starting to see it more in country here in the States. We've definitely seen a lot of it in like, in like rock bands, like, like that new progressive style of rock. A lot of like the SoundCloud rappers, like rap and hip hop, mm. the labels aren't playing as much of a role in Australia. Is the rec- is the record label like institution still a huge thing as far as something to break through artists? I think that a lot of artists like around the world are definitely going independent because I feel like at the end of the day, like now with, you know, technology, like it's so easy for people to create an audience because we have so many different platforms. Like it's like it can take one post or one singing video for you to have like 10 million followers on TikTok, 10 million followers on Instagram. And what I've found in America is that some of like the biggest influencers are getting signed to these massive labels, but they can't sing. But because they have that big influence over a lot of people, they're like, okay, this person's going to make money. But I feel like in Australia, a lot of people are going independent, but no one is forgetting the fact that in the only way to really, really like get it to that big level is via those big sources. Because like once you do get acknowledged by those big companies, like then you'll start being like, you'll start being broadcasted, you'll start being played and then more people will be able to hear you. So I think that people are trying to make it so that they don't have to go that way anymore. But I think right now it's still pretty, pretty heavily like important for a lot of people. Yeah. And I mean, like yourself, you've got music out there right now. Know Me, that's your single. Um, what's, uh, what went into that one? And uh, for you as an independent artist, what was that like releasing that song? And that was your first one, right? Yeah, that, that, that was the first song I've released. And I wrote that song over in LA, but I released it back when I was at home. And it, it went really well. I had some, like I had a couple of radio plays and, and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm that, that song I wrote like three years ago. So I'm excited to get some of my newer stuff out. That's more updated. That's more me now, because that's obviously a very like happy, upbeat pop song, but I feel like I have so much more to me than that. So I'm excited to release the stuff that has more of my soul in it. 
and I'm excited to really, really get the ball rolling with some of my newer stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited, but it was, it was good fun to release that one. I got a really good positive feedback from it, which I wasn't expecting. So I'm really oh, excited. That's awesome. So coming from Australia, what's the process like of co-writing in, uh, going to LA and writing with a bunch of us Americans or people that you're meeting over there? <laughs> I am. I I love it. I think that people started taking me a bit more seriously. Like whenever I went over to LA, like I feel like in Australia, if, because it's quite like centralized, like people make it in Australia and then that's that. The fact that people saw me actually going to LA and doing stuff over there, people got really excited about. They were like, oh, like she's actually doing it. So I I loved it. it. I was so excited to go over and to write with some amazing people. Like I've, I've written with people that have done Katy Perry songs and like all, all these, all these amazing opportunities I've had. And I'm just excited to, you know, get them all out. It was, it was really different. Like, cause it's, it's hard to find recording studios and writers and stuff here. Cause I feel like there's only like a close knitted circle of them because Australia is so small and then you sort of have to like know someone that's in it and then know that person. But it, there's definitely like a difference between the writing processes in different places for sure. Hell yeah. Well, I can't wait for you to come to Nashville and write with people in Nashville because the, the, the songwriter community, that's part of the reason we started doing this podcast is I have no songwriting experience. I have no musical bone in my body um, whatsoever, but I used to do doing the radio stuff. I didn't want to lose the microphone and things like that. So we got the podcast going and find just t- speaking with songwriters and like creative people in town. There's so many of them. And it's so interesting to talk to the, the folks like yourself that are creating the songs that a lot of people are singing or in your case, you're putting out yourself. So for you growing, growing up now, um, you said that song that you would put out um, when you would put out "Know Me." You had written it three years ago, so you were what thirteen, fourteen? Yeah, something like that. So you were uh, still. So you still. You've matured a lot since then. So give us a glimpse as to what the new stuff, like what we have to look forward to, as far as the new stuff. Like what? What have you been writing about recently? What are some some things we have to look forward to? Just, just like teenage experiences, I guess. I feel like I'm I'm a good writer. Like I can write lyrics. And, but I'm, I'm not very good at melody. So I, like, I play guitar and I play piano and that sort of thing. Like I dabble in it. I'm not the best, but it, like I played enough to be able to write, write with it. But I, um, yeah, it, my, my stuff's a lot, it's showing more of my range. I feel like my first song showed like a small portion. Like, I, like, I think my newest stuff, like I'm belting a lot. I'm doing like a lot of more of what connects with me and more meaningful stuff and things that I'm really, really happy with. So I'm, I'm excited, but I also wrote in Nashville at Blackbird Studio. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, think, that's like the premier the, studio. The, yeah, that's a good place to be. <laughs> um, I remember my, my group went in because we all had like songwriting sessions and stuff and the Eagles walked in. And it was just like a casual interaction. <laughs> and then they went in and we went our separate ways. And we were like, did that just happen? guys did that just happen it was, it was crazy but yeah I'm really I'm really really excited about all of the newer stuff I've got a new song coming out soon and I'm so pumped so oh. pumped about it oh yeah love hearing that um and uh as far as um like influences for you who are some people that you're jamming to at a at a 
like on a daily basis because you, so I'm 25, Tyler's 27, he's 27. So we're a little bit older than you. So like our generation of like what was big, like growing up, like we, I remember like the, the, the early two thousands rock phase and like when little <laughs> Wayne when little Wayne was the shit before, Wayne. before, before, like when a Millie came out yeah, and that like, was high school for me. Yeah, And then on the country, <laughs> then on the countryside, like when Keith Urban first came over from Australia, Keith like, Urban. like all, the, like all that stuff, like growing up. So for, it's kind of interesting to ask you, like, who are some people that you're really jamming out to right now? Or who are some influences like for you, like what you consider like good music? I listen to, like, some of the artists that I listen to aren't, like, the biggest in the world. Like, I know I listen to Lennon Stella at the moment. She's from Nashville. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was, at, she was, she was actually in the Nashville show, yep. which everyone's talking about except for me because I haven't seen it. But I, I, I want to see it so bad. And I listen to Billie Eilish, obviously. I love her. I think she's great. I listen to Lewis Capaldi. He's one of my favourite artists. He's from Scotland, I think. Ireland, Irish, something like that. Um, I listen to, yeah, it's, I don't know. I listen to a lot of different things. I feel like I connect with songs more than like specific albums or specific people. Like I connect with different things. So I, I yeah, it's it's weird. Elena Castillo, she's, she's getting big in America at the moment, but she's still quite small. I, I, yeah, I definitely connect with different songs and different people and they're not like always the biggest yet, but I, I just, I just love, love that sort of thing. I, I like, I like music that makes me feel things. So, yeah, exactly. and I like, connect with different people's voices. That's deeper. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, and that's something like I grow, I didn't grow up very musical at all. I, I felt I was in band class for like three or four days in elementary school, and my parents wrote in wrote in notes and had meetings with the principal to get me out of chorus class. So I again, like I said, yeah, I got don't want to hear him sing yeah, at I, all. I, I I was on in, in the New York State school system. There's an option. It's called um, what the heck was it called? It's called general music, and you have to write like book reports on like bands and shit. That's what I oh. did instead of singing or playing an instrument. I had to do that because I was so incapable on both fronts so in terms of playing an instrument or singing. Uh, so like, that's I, funny. so like for me with music, like I didn't look at it from like a deep creative perspective until I moved to Nashville and started becoming friends with songwriters and started living with friends who were in like. I'd be around that a lot with that. Yeah. Around that creative process. Like I didn't know who really know who Billie Eilish was until Tyler started playing the songs in the car and stuff. And I was like, Whoa, this chick can sing. And now I find myself as a 25 year old straight male in America listening to Billie Eilish, which is like the weirdest, the weirdest thing. Like I'm, (laughs) I'm clearly not her demographic whatsoever, (laughs) but her shit's just so good and deep. You know, it gives you like that appreciation for, the mm-hmm. lyrics and the melodies and what the deeper meanings are in these songs. Whereas growing up, I was just listening to whatever. I was listening more for loud guitar and like a rock song, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's really cool that like you've broken out of that box of what people think like you need to listen to as a certain type of person. Like I, I, I appreciate that you can appreciate like, you know, that, that sort of style of things because a lot of people like would be quite weirded out. Like yeah. a lot of people, are like no, I can't listen to that. But I think it's really cool that 
she's connecting with so like when I went to her concert because oh yeah um, what's what's I, her what's her live show like you said you saw her in concert where did you see her and what was that oh experience like I saw <laughs> okay so she obviously sounded amazing not that you could hear her because her fans are crazy so I I got given tickets to her concert um from my manager because he he knows them whatever whatever anyway so so, so we go there my sister's there my mum's there and we're walking past like 80 a group of 80 year olds with Billie Eilish shirts and toddlers <laughs> and like all ages all genders all everything like ev- so many different people were there but you could not hear her and everyone was like like they had people at the front pulling people out every five seconds because people yeah. were just passing out and like breaking bones I'm actually people uh, are crazy yeah I'm actually I connected with this dude through Facebook but I'm actually friends with like her head of security and he's like told me some war stories from her concerts of just craziness. Oh my god! They they stand at the front and people like lift people up that have fainted and are on the ground. And yeah. there's people at the front just pulling people out like legit every other second. Like there's just heaps of people just pulling people out. People are fainting and because. People want to get so close to her that they are, like, scratching, pulling, biting, punching, like, just to get to the front. But then once you get to the front, you can't get out. <laughs> it's it's insane. Like, and they, they didn't even – they actually paused the concert halfway through and made people calm down and take a step back because people were, like, nearly dying. <laughs> and this was just one of our concerts, and she does world tours. Yeah. So it gets crazy. But she was amazing. Yeah. So like want- she, the energy and everything, like she was amazing. Yeah. Something I wanted to ask you too, because something that I've noticed, I, I come from like a, like a heavy metal, like rock background in terms of like my music interests when I was growing up. So like, it seems like different countries are different kinds of crowds and like in Australia and like in Europe, those big like rock festivals or those, those big music festivals are just another level. Like y'all have a lot more dedication than the Americans than the American fans do. I would say like, like our big thing is like Coachella, but then what's the thing they have in Australia? Is it big day out? Is that what it's called? <sighs> Splendor in the grass. Splendor in the grass. That's okay. Splendor in the grass. That's what it's called. So my mom was a rock head and she like went to all the big like rock metal concerts and I think she even said she's like Billie Eilish was like a different level. <laughs> like all these teenage yeah. girls are like clog. Um, yeah, cra- crazy stuff. I think a lot of Australian bands are like hmm, how how do I how do I even describe it? It's like a lot of like local rock bands, very like dirty and like not not like dirty like dirt on your arm, but like grubby, dirty, like just goes hard sort yeah. of thing. I don't know. There's a word there's a word I'm thinking. It's just it's just not coming out. It's like grudgy. That's the word. Okay. It's like grudgy, medley type of stuff. So that is like a big thing amongst a lot of um, like teen teens. Like there's a lot of like local local bands that Australians go crazy over. But yeah, I have to say like especially like in Europe, in Europe and places like that, like people go hard. Yeah, it's just, like a different level. Just, just like they do with soccer, like the yeah. like the, the the soccer hooligans are a lot worse than our they wor- go crazy. The, the worst the worst sports fans that we have. We have some crazy football fans that are like American football fans that are in California. Like the Raiders fans are tough. 
the San Francisco 49ers fans are rough. And we have the Eagles fans. They have, We have, like, jail cells. Patriots, too. Yeah, the Patriots, the, like, the American football teams where the fan bases get really rowdy. But then you look and see what's going on, like, how soccer fans get, or it, I guess in Australia's case, how rugby fans get. Like, when y'all play, who is it? Um, it's you guys in New Zealand in rugby, right? I don't know if you're a big sports yeah. person or not. I'm I'm definitely not, okay. but I, <laughs> I I I go to school with heaps of people that are, and like that, it's it's all that people talk about really. Like sport is a quite a big thing here with like yeah. like you said the rugby and the football. But isn't America like more baseball sort of? So it should be, and we're both big baseball. Yeah, we're fans. both big baseball guys. But but, the, but I mean, what's interesting? I mean, we have so many different sports. I mean, where I'm from in New York, we've got. Two baseball teams. We've got technically three football teams. We've got two soccer teams, three hockey teams, two basketball teams. And like, I mean, we've got like 15 to 20 professional sports teams in our city, like in our, in our area. So the thing is like baseball is the oldest, like baseball was around before all the other sports were like it was being played first, but now it's like, for whatever reason, I mean, each I mean, every city it's gonna be different. Like in New York, it's big because we have mm-hmm. the Yankees, which the New York Yankees are a global thing at this point. But then other places, football might be bigger. In Nashville, hockey is the big thing, yeah, which is interesting is. because really? hockey is a very big like northern thing and very big up in Canada and in Russia and random places where there's snow all the time. Nashville is not one of those places where it snows all the time, but people go nuts. Is, is over hockey, hockey on ice? Yeah. Yes. Hockey's on is ice. Hockey- where it's bigger people like so I'm about five nine, five ten. I'm a smaller dude. Tyler's about six four. He's a bigger dude. It's people like Tyler on ice skates. Going about to- twenty five miles an hour at each other. <laughs> yeah, just crashing into each other yeah. and fighting and putting the puck in the in the net and it's rowdy. It's yeah. hockey. I'll send. I'll have to send you. Um, you'll have to look it up on YouTube. Like just some crazy hockey things. Hockey's like a collision yeah, I'll sport. I have to look it up. That's yeah. insane. So I guess so, that's so. that's terrifying. <laughs> and there's even like cities where basketball is the big thing. Like Atlanta, where I'm from originally, um, the basketball court. They just did a renovation to the arena, and they've got like you know a courtside bar now. But they also have a barber shop that like overlooks the court and like. Per seat, NBA tickets are probably the most expensive tickets because there's like, I don't know, you can fit twenty to 40,000 people in an NBA arena, but like the upper deck where you can still barely see the players is still like 50 to $75 a ticket. And like to sit on the court, it's like, you know, usually ten to $25,000 for a regular game, and then you start getting into playoffs, and it can go up to $100,000 for a ticket. It's are ri- it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing, too, with American sports is everything so – I mean, our country in general, it's all very commercialized, and things get very expensive, and money just – you have, you have athletes that are making hundreds of millions of dollars to – play sports you know it's, yeah. it's crazy um i've i found so, something that's really interesting you guys have different taxes in different states don't yes. you? oh yeah very yes. much so i was so confused so i i went into like the 99 cent store or something 
fascinated the hell out of me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, next time, I, I, when when you're in Tennessee again, because next time you're in Nashville, once all this COVID stuff is over, we're definitely going to have to hang out. I want to take you oh, to a dollar. I want to take you to a dollar general. Yeah. It's like. It's Not everything is a dollar. Don't, not every, don't let that fool you. Not everything's a dollar. It is a southern staple. But what was your experience at the 99 cent store like? So I go in. I'm like, okay, four loaves of bread for 99 cents. I'm like, okay. So I, I, keep, I keep walking. I'm like, there's a one meter tall fan, 99 yep. cents. Keep walking. I'm like, huh? Ten pizzas, 99 cents. I'm going, huh? <laughs> I'm looking over there. There's like you can get like school books, all like all different types of food. You can get a bag of grapes, get like just the craziest stuff. There's like full size, just like fishes, just like frozen fish, like 99 cents. Go <laughs> grab some salmon. Hold on. Okay, hold on. I pause. Okay, yeah. And it was just the weirdest experience. I grabbed myself a watermelon. I grabbed myself some grapes. And I left. <laughs> but, 99 but cents a like, piece, $2. What, what a deal. <laughs> the way that I was thinking, I'm like, why do people go anywhere else to get literally anything? It's like cleaning Quality. supplies. Yeah, Quality. It's, yeah, it's, gra- yeah, it's grab the, your mop, yeah. 99 cents. <laughs> grab your bleach, 99 cents. And I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. We call that but store then, the uh, college kids specials. Because mm, the college the, kids, the, you're the broke. The thing that got me. The thing that got me is like you walk in with like twenty dollars. I don't know if you guys call them dolls, like a twenty dollar yeah. note, and then you get twenty things at a ninety nine cents, and then you go up and it's like, okay, that'll be twenty five dollars, and it's like, but that said ninety nine cents, and that said ninety nine cents. They said yeah. yes, but tax, yeah. and I'm uh, like, okay, but like, do people walk around with calculators like figuring out the tax? So because if, so- if something says yeah. ninety nine cents, if something says ninety nine cents in Australia, it's ninety nine cents, and you know that there are certain cents. states that are like that here. Yeah, yeah there Is are. There? Cer- yeah, yeah. Mo- yeah, some states. So there's areas of the country that are a lot more expensive to live in. Like where I'm from in New York, it's you've got L A. L A. For example, like where you were in L A. That's one of the most expensive places to live in the United States. Yeah, like. To live in Na- like Nashville, to some- getting there. Nashville to some people is very expensive. To me, coming from New York, Tennessee is incredibly affordable compared to where I'm from. Yeah, like you, like just the cost of living, like, like and how much, like what you need to survive. Like to live in New York, like you need to make like eighty to ninety thousand dollars a year to like be comfortable. You could make thirty thousand dollars a year and live the same way that you live in New York by living in Tennessee. Most other states you can There are some beautiful like big houses in Nashville. Oh yeah. And that would cost the same price as like a normal sized house in somewhere like LA. Yeah. Because I was I was driving through and I'm seeing the most beautiful like like mountainsides and like these beautiful like big old houses. And like these big, beautiful trees, it was just I, I loved, I loved Nashville yeah, so much. Yeah, ten, Tennessee is a beautiful area um, because you get quite a few different things. The one thing that you don't get, though, and I miss this being a, and I know Tyler misses it too because he grew up near the coast. Yeah. We don't have a beach like you're landlocked being in yeah. Nashville, Tennessee. The nearest beach is hours and hours and hours away. The nearest beach is where I'm really? from. Really? Yeah, the nearest beach is where I'm from, about seven and a half hours away. Yeah, because you're landlocked. You're in the mountains. Like, you're in the center of the country. You're nowhere yeah. near the coast. 
So that's, See, I grew yeah. up like an hour from the beach. So like, you know, I was close enough to where I could make a day trip, but like I was far enough away where I didn't have to deal with all like the annoying tourist of it. So. Yeah, true. I mean, like for where, for where I live, it's like a if – like if, if I was to walk there from my house, it would probably take like an, an hour yeah. or something. But like it's like a five-minute drive. Yeah. Like everybody goes to the beach here because it's, you know, just there and we've got so many of them. But I can't even imagine what life would be like to just not nick down to the beach. But you've got yeah. like heaps of like public pools and stuff though, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah we yeah. got a big lake. Yeah. We got a big lake, but it's like not the cleanest of places. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And like it's weird too because the part of the country where my beaches are at, it's like pure white fine sand. It's some of the whitest beaches in the world. Um, it's wow. like Pensacola Beach, Destin, like that kind of stuff. Is like Florida, yeah, yeah Florida. Florida. So I live right on the Florida Alabama line, but you know, like even go up to where Matt lives, and like even farther up north, like it's all like dirty to me. You it's know? like rock, yeah. It's, wow. it's like rocks, or it's like gray, or it's just if it's not purely white, my first instinct is like this beach is disgusting. Yeah, every wow. every every state is kind of like its own little mini country or every region where you got like yeah. the north, you got the south, you got out west, you got the upper west where like Oregon <laughs> and Portland and like like Portland and Seattle. Those are areas I've never been to. Yeah, like, me I, like, there's most most areas around the country. Like now, me and Tyler have a gig where we tour with a band, and I sell merch. Tyler does um, production stuff. He's the front of house and production director. So we get to tour around and see the country. But if it weren't for, if it weren't if it weren't for that, I wouldn't have like. There's areas of the country I would have never gone to. And like, then the, I've never needed uh, to go. There is a country inside the country, and that country's name is Texas. Yeah, and then Texas is a Texas whole. Texas is level. another. Have you been to Texas yet? No. All right. Oh, man. When you come to the states, and we're gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to talk with uh, with Nate about this too. We gotta get you. I just want to see your reaction to. The state of Texas. My girlfriend's from oh Texas, so like I, I go out go there a Texas. lot. Every I mean, I want to I want to see all the big stuff, like yeah. the big burgers, yeah. big drinks. Oh, oh, you, oh, you have no idea. It like, is another okay. level. I don't know what like your normal size portion for like a fast food drink is, but there's a place called Whataburger, and it's not even the worst in Texas. But their like large drink is like a good like 54 ounce drink. Yeah, like their their cups are like this. Like, yeah, like and in, in New York, huge. in New York, they're like this. They're small as like thirty two. Yeah, they're small. They're- so I I went I went to the Cheesecake Factory. Hey, in there you go. <laughs> in Australia, if if you go to a McDonald's and you get a large drink, it's like this big, maybe right? Yeah, like that big. I go there and I'm like, small lemonade, please. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they they just plop it down on my table. And I look at my mum and my mum looks at me and I said, I said small, right? And she <laughs> said, yeah, here, here's your small lemonade. And mum looks at me and she's like, that's not a small lemonade. And then my food comes out and usually our burgers are like this big. It yeah. was like, yeah. and I'm like, this is small. This yeah. is a small size. Yeah. Yeah, the I can't o- imagine yeah, what yeah, the other thing big with, size is. Yeah, and that's the other thing too about Texas. And again, with just the northern and, and southern and different regions of the country, in Texas, people not necessarily like wide, like like they're like they're like out of shape, but people are just larger. Like the average, per, like 
like everything's just broader shoulders, like you know, all just the like guys. Built. Yeah, yeah they're, the they're, guys they're, are really they're, built. They're, usually, they're, they're built to be like tackling a cow or something in a field. Yeah. Like they're built to be like oil and cowboys and this and that. And Texas, I, yeah. I've had a good time in Texas, but I love there, Texas. There's a lot of interesting places around the state. So when you get a chance, you definitely have to. Uh, tour around and check out the variety that we have to offer here in the United States. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to see a moose so bad. I, I, I do too. You, the yeah. first time, the first time my mom and I went to LA, it was our sole like purpose <laughs> to find a squirrel. We have never seen a squirrel. Some people in Australia don't even think that squirrels exist. Oh, really? Right? But, but we don't think that kangaroos exist because we don't have those. <laughs> Y'all, you can go outside and just hang out with a kangaroo. It's like, like well, I, mean, I wish I could. Sometimes they just hop around your front yard. Are, ko- like, okay, are koala right. bears really as dangerous as people say they are? Like they'll they'll get you, right? Like you got to be careful with them. You need to look up on YouTube a video of them screaming. They they scream and they screech and they like burst people's eardrums and they have got these claws. But <laughs> they're kind of cuddly. That they're, they're they're very like tourist attractions. Like yeah. Australians don't don't really like fuss over them that that much. They're like yeah whatever koalas. But people are like oh my god I want to see koala I want to see kangaroo and it's like okay. But Australia, I mean, our spiders are the size of dinner plates. Yeah, like big I would, dinner I'm not, plates I'm on not the cool wall. With that. Lizards, lizards no. on the wall. I'm just... out. <laughs> not with that life. It's, it's crazy. I want it. I but want. The, fir- yeah, the I first time we saw a squirrel was the most exciting thing. We were like freaking out. Like, <laughs> mom got a front. She's like, look at our first squirrel. I used to catch we... squirrels like all the time. Yeah, it's funny. We we there's there's people yeah. in America where where squirrel is like cuisine. Like you like. Somebody yeah. like in certain areas, particularly what the little wink, fluffy wink, squirrels. Well, well, they're not little fluffy. They're they're the they're size big. of they're the size of raccoons. Like these yeah. are these are these are. I, I don't know what a raccoon is. I've you don't, never oh, seen you raccoon. don't know what a raccoon a trash is. Panda. Are you kidding me? Oh, I love trash pandas. Wow, hold I, d- up, hold I didn't up. know we that. No, we have to show me. Yeah. Can you show me what a raccoon <laughs> is? Yeah, yeah, I definitely will show you a raccoon. <laughs> this is the most fun I've had on a podcast. I love this. This is great. No, I guess it's because. Like different countries, you don't even realize like the small differences that we yeah. have. It's yeah. like what raccoons? Oh, raccoon. Okay, here is a raccoon. <laughs> it's got a mask on. Yeah, yeah. So they're like bandits, kind of thing. Like they, <laughs> they like. So I used to catch raccoons for like a living because you can sell How their. Big are they? Uh, there's some. There's some that'll be pretty big. Yeah, there's some that can be like like some of them are small. Some of them, you know, like like the size of a dog or something. Uh, like a small dog. Some of them. Size of my dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a small <laughs> I dog. A, I have a small dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them are like the size of a small dog, but like most of them are, you know, I'd say a, a little bit smaller than that. But you know, you can catch them because like I actually had so funny story real quick. Um, I was in the mountains of North Carolina. And we were playing a show. I was touring with a Christian act at the time um, before I got into country music and all. And I left a pair of Ray-Ban Clubmasters, so like really nice sunglasses that had reflective lenses. And they, I, we left our bus parked underneath the streetlight so that we could see it because the whole rest of the place was dark. We had a lot of good gear on that bus. Somewhere in the middle of the night, a raccoon climbed in our tour bus, stole my Ray-Bans, and left. And we know because we found the fur. Yeah, they but are if sneaky. They have something, They're sneaky. But if they see something shiny, 
they want it. They're like, it's like a child, like, ooh, shiny, shiny. I got like, it. I used to hunt them. And the way that you would hunt them is you'd put, you'd like burrow out a hole in a log and you'd put like some nails in there big enough for it to reach its hand out, hand in, but then it would grab that like shiny penny or dime and it wouldn't be able to bring it out. And they'll either sit there until they die or they'll like chew their arm off because they won't let go of that shiny object. So we call them trash pandas. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah, we refer to them as trash pandas. Really? Yeah, they're so like they 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 they're just not going to let go of it. No, because it's they'll shiny. Literally, they would they, they would rather eat die. Their arm off. They would rather eat their arm off than yes. let go of the shiny yes. object. And and they're nocturnal animals. They're only out they at night. They stole your Ray-Bans? Yeah. <laughs> like Ray-Bans with mirror lenses. So they're like $250 pair of Ray-Bans. I was livid. My girlfriend at the time had got them for Christmas. This was probably three months after Christmas, and she was even more livid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a great I can't believe ex- that happened. I, I it, trust so me. Do, do you just see them? Do you just see them, like, hanging around? Like, are they yeah. quite so, common? So they're pretty, they're, like, they're pretty skittish, I would say. Like, they're not going to come up to you. In, I mean, certain, in certain areas, they're not as skittish as others. Like, especially, like, how turkeys are for where you're at. Like, Yeah, do you have turkeys? Nah. Do you know what a turkey is? No. <laughs> yes, I know what a turkey okay, is. Okay, see, we're start, uh, yeah, but, we're learning, we're but learning. <laughs> they're not like big, fat, colorful turkeys like you guys. Don't you guys have like a Thanksgiving thing yeah. called? Yeah. Don't you guys have like a thing called Thanksgiving? That's yeah, about yeah, turkey, yeah. hey. Isn't that about turkey? <laughs> you eat turkey. It's you eat te- turkey. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, you eat turkey for dinner. It's, it's technically. Is, is it like, is it like a Christmas, but before? Is it, is it like a second Christmas? Oh, um, I mean, it'd be it, dope. It's if like it was a, a second Christmas, Christmas, but for food. So, like, uh, you just eat. It's and, like, te- it's, te- technically, it was, like, supposed to be, like, you're supposed to give thanks. Like, originally, like, the original story was, like, it was a meal that was shared between, like, pilgrims and natives here to, like, give thanks and, like, stuff like that. When, so that's, when in reality that it's – it's it's um the um, origins of Thanksgiving are a little, little yeah. questionable. But it's it's a time where the family gets together. And then the day after Thanksgiving, in perfect American spirit, we have Black Friday, which is when all the stores open at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And everything's like eighty percent off, and you can get like a TV for like twenty dollars, and yeah. like people run it's over I each other. I love learning about America. You guys are the craziest. Yes, like, <laughs> oh, Americans, I tell you. We. I have got a question. Okay. I feel like so. I only because I'm from Australia. I don't really know how like the rest of the world sees Australians. When you guys are at, like at school, do you guys? Like, does, does everyone know what Australia is? Like, does everyone know of Australia? Like, is it one of those countries? Because I feel like there are some countries like Russia and everyone everyone knows what Russia is, but then there are some countries like Venezuela. I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, there are some random I mean, countries I mean, that no one knows about. I mean, y'all are an island, so, like, it's easy yeah. to identify Australia on a map. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I can easily identify Australia on a map. Um, and, I mean, I knew what Australia was. Like, it's... It's not, not so, necessarily so as much. So it's a thing people know. Yeah, we know about Australia, and we like know like obviously like y'all have kangaroos, y'all have koalas, like the Sydney Steve Irwin, yeah. Keith Urban, oh, Steve Irwin, and then like you know the Sydney Opera House and like stuff like that. Like we know like that kind of Find, stuff. Finding Nemo. You ever seen yeah, that yeah. movie? You ever seen Finding Nemo? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, so there's another another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So like, I that's... just realized that Finding Nemo was based in Australia. Yeah, I actually had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. There you go. You're teaching me about Australia now. <laughs> but yeah, and but like so- something else I've learned about Australia. So me and Tyler, and again, you've been to Nashville. You know the animal that is Broadway. You're a little little younger. You haven't gotten to fully experience it yet. You're not the legal drinking age of 21 yet here in the States. When you're at that point, you'll experience Broadway in Nashville, yeah, Tennessee. It's, it's an animal. It's 40 plus bars all next to each other on the same street. They're all multi-level. So the bars are open. Oh, no, I, I went there. I yeah. went down the strip and I saw them all. And yeah. Yeah. like, so me and it, what, I, when were you there? When were you in Nashville? I was not last January, but the January before. It's grown even more since then. Yeah, it keep, <gasps> yeah, it's it's the fastest growing. It was already massive. There's yeah, like five layers each. They're all like next to each other. Yeah, and there's, there's even more of, like, now. Lights. It's yeah. like a mini Vegas looking. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 and Nashville's the fastest growing city in the United States, or one of. There's really? like there's it average. It at one point it was averaging out to like a hundred people a day moving there for like three years, four years. Yeah, so it's wow. it's grown a lot. But me and Tyler were we um we were bouncers at Dirk's Bentley's bar in Nashville, and um, I ran sound also there. And so we would check IDs to see. Like I'd be at the front door. I I was very good at catching fake IDs. So like when kids really? were trying to use fake. Oh yeah. Oh, we have a book of yeah. like 800, 900 fake IDs that myself and my two roommates back in Nashville have like confiscated. And we have. I don't think we have an Aust- a fake Australian ID. We have fake UK. Do you take them? Yes, I take. You take the IDs off. I them. do. I do. I if take it's them. Fake. As, I, you if it's stuff. if it's fake, I mean, see, there's not a whole lot to look forward to when you're a bouncer. Like you're dealing with a lot of shit. You know, like it's it's yeah, cool. It you has. Probably its, are. You're probably doing with a lot of like drunk, annoying, rude people. Completely cool. sober. Com- yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely and, and, sober. And we're and we're completely. No, we, we're completely sober. They're a bunch of drunk, bambling idiots. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. And yeah. Yeah. what's yeah, yeah. what's but what, what I was gonna say is. The Australian folks, because we everybody from everywhere comes to Nashville to vacation. Like when you come to America, it's like a spot where people go. Australian folks, especially the Australian military guys, <coughs> they can party and drink with anybody that I've seen. And some of the nicest people. Some too. of the nicest like people. I've, I've never got- had to kick out somebody from Australia. And if I've had to ask them to leave, they immediately get it and they just walk out. Yeah, There's never been an issue. They'll, they'll shake your hand and be like, okay, cheers, and they'll go to the next bar. And yeah. they'll just run across the street, <laughs> arms there, and you get them going, and they're doing the Aussie, 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 Aussie. Like, they're just – yeah. Well, we had a band that played that's one of the most popular bands that's from Australia. Their name is Dazi. And, uh, yeah, they would do that all the time. But, yeah, it's really cool. Um, I think they're from Melbourne. Yeah, so get, I, th- I think yeah. it would. I think it would be a little bit harder um, if you guys were bouncers in Australia because the legal drinking age is eighteen instead yeah. of twenty one. Yeah, well, that's how it is around the world, and that's how it should be in America. Like again, it's one of those <laughs> well, weird I, I, things. I, I assume that your teenagers obviously drink alcohol though, like before. Like they obviously will get around the rules, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. they will. I mean, I consumed my my first drinks long before I was the legal drinking age I was of twenty one. A straight edge <laughs> person and didn't drink till I was twenty one, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I knew, no, everybody they, I knew did. Yeah, no, there's you know, yeah. if you yeah, want no, it, it, you can get it. Yeah, but it's just the institution it's just the idea of like going into a bar and stuff. And that's where a lot of when folks come in from the UK or come in from Australia or Italy or China or wherever and they they forget that 
you have to be 21 to drink in the States and you get them at the door. Is that a thing that happens? Yeah. People yeah. like not realize. Yeah, they yeah. don't realize. Like, especially if you're so 20. Do, do they like rock up and show you their ID and it says like that they've turned 18? Yeah. And then and you're I, like. I'm just like, hey, but, I'm like, hey, bud, sorry. It's 21 and over right now. And and even some states are a little bit different. Like in Massachusetts, which is in the Northeast, like um, a parent can buy a beer and slide it across the table to their kid as long as they're 14 or over. But in Tennessee, you can't do that. What so we've, you, we've got people that have tried to do that in Tennessee, and like we kick them yeah, out. Yeah, going back to fourteen is definitely a lot younger than twenty-one. Yeah, but yes, yeah. For, Massachusetts is also one of those weird states where they <laughs> they're all alcoholics. Is, is it Texas also weird though? Like. It dep- Doesn't Texas it, have some weird yes, it de- laws? Yeah, it depends on your st- on you on your definition of like does. weird. Every state's different. Like to pe- to me being from New York, the ideas of like the southern region are very different, and like the morals and stuff. And like, then- there's a uh, there's a law in the books in our town, the town that I'm from in Alabama, that says you can't ride your jet ski down Main Street. And it's because our town flooded and some idiot brought his jet ski out and started riding it down Main Street and blew out all the windows of the shops. Yeah. That's an actual rule? Yeah, that's an actual rule. <laughs> yeah, there's some interesting um, interesting laws, and you could look all those up. I don't know the specifics of all of them, but, I mean, when you have 50 states, including Hawaii and Alaska, which aren't even connected to us, we just have them. And technically, we have Puerto Rico. I don't know and the Guam. full. And Guam, which Guam is closer to... Islands, Guam, like. Guam is closer to y'all than it is to us. And, yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> so, as far, so for you with, with music, going back to music real quick, um, are you looking to... Stay in Australia? Has it come up about you maybe going to a place like LA or coming to a place like Nashville to pursue music as you get older? I know right now you're still at that age. You're 17. Like you got your whole life ahead of you. You're still still growing up in a way. Um, but have you thought about moving somewhere in pursuit of music? Yeah, definitely. I feel like it is hard being in Australia when I'm managed in LA because it's like there are so many like different business meetings and different you know, opportunities and different things that I would love to be a part of. But obviously it makes things hard when you're on the other side of the world. So when you're 18 in Australia, that's sort of like when you become an adult. You know, you can vote, you can drink, you can do all these different things. Like you're an adult when you hit 18. So I believe I'm going to be moving to L.A. once I hit 18. Hey. But but when, I, when I'm older, I think I definitely want to, like, live in Nashville. Like I want to retire in Nashville. Yeah. Okay. Sort of area. Hell like, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to – I definitely, like, want to be in Nashville for a lot of the time because, like, I'm going to be completely honest. When I was – like, when my school announced that we were going to Nashville, everyone was like, oh, but tumbleweeds. Oh, but cactuses. Like, in Australia, Nashville and Tennessee and everything like that is – like, we just imagine just, like, a desert and, like, a tumbleweed <laughs> See, and that, a cactus. That is Texas. That is a majority Texas, of Texas. Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, like, like that's, that's Nevada. What, when you go – if you eventually end up in, like, Texas and then Las Vegas is like that too. Las Vegas, there's Las Vegas and then everything around it for, like, a thousand miles is just it's desert. It's literally like an oasis in the really? desert. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're just a little bit off. You were just thinking a little bit more to the west. Closer to LA. Closer to LA. Closer to LA. 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 <laughs> LA. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome though. Like you got a lot going on for you. When when are you thinking about dropping some new music? 
or is it kind of hard mm. being being on the other side of the world from your producers and your team? So my next song is coming out on May fifteenth, and I'm so excited about it. I'm so pumped. It's gonna be it's gonna be good fun. Nice. So what's the story behind the new song? So that I'm guessing this is of the batch of more recent, more recently written material. Yeah. So this this song is definitely more passionate. It's darker, which you know is right up my alley. I'm so excited about it. It was about a guy that I was seeing that was kind of up himself. Um, so I'm so excited for him to hear this song as well. I feel like everybody, everybody around me that knows me is definitely going to know who this song's about, including him. So I'm really, really pumped to get it out there. And I feel like it's such a good, like, leeway for people to see who I am now as an artist. So I'm very, very excited. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. You got a little friend in there with you? I've got a dog going off at absolutely nothing. What, what kind? What kind of dog you have? I have a big husky. Ooh. And I have a tiny little fluffy, fluffy thing. <laughs> and I bet you, just like we, I have a tiny little fluffy dog here in uh, here at the place we're staying at, my mom's dog. And the little dogs, they bark all the time. But I bet you that husky's like super chill. Bigger yeah. dog, super chill. Little <laughs> dog barks nonstop. Yeah, dog. My my little dog, she will yap at anything, anything at all. Yeah. Anything. But yeah. There we go. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's crazy. Like the husky won't bark as much, but the little dog definitely goes off. Yeah, I used to live with some guys that had huskies, and so working in the bar, you know you're getting home at 3, 4 a.m. some nights whenever you close it down, and uh, you'd, like, get out of your car, and you're just dead tired, and you'd see the husky, like, jumped up. Like, he could definitely get over the fence. He's, like, hopped up on, like, another side fence or something, and he's just, like, staring at you like, what's up, dude? And you're like, you know, you'd wave at him, and then he, you'd hear him scratch on the back door wanting to play. Our Huskies were very, like, they weren't yaffy, but, like, they wanted attention a lot, and uh, yeah. they were very vocal about that. My dog, like, he is the biggest sookie la la. Like, if you give the little one any attention, he will howl. And how and how until you give him like he is the biggest attention seeker and he gets so jealous if you give any like they just want attention all the time but he is like the sweetest thing like he would never hurt a fly like nothing he's just a he's just like a big dumb ball of fur really yeah I, I love them I, I love dogs I love big strong dogs yeah do I you, love them do you love do you like dingoes do you like dingoes I had to I had to I'm sure you got a lot of that when you came over to L I'm sure you got a lot of that when you came over to LA dingoes and babies I just got a little good day good day mate yeah good day mate the famous ones like good day mate do you want to throw some shrimp on the barbie shrimp on the barbie yeah Hearing that shrimp on the barbie. Blame, Outback that. Blame Outback Steakhouse. Blame Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. That's when, a good one. India, when you and Nate are in Nashville, whenever you're in Nashville, Dollar General 
an Outback Steakhouse. I want to experience an Outback Steakhouse with a true Australian. Yeah. <laughs> or treat. I'll yeah, take so care. I'll- I, we're, we're hoping on going in January, but we're just waiting to see how this whole virus thing plays yeah. out. I think we'll be able to go. I think that they'll they'll open up the borders towards then. But if so, definitely like in early January. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to get back there. I'm excited to see how much it's grown in the last couple of years. Oh yeah, oh, went, yeah. Just like building wise, people wise. So many new buildings. You guys have the weirdest shops. Like mum and I went in and we're like, okay, we're in Nashville. We have to obviously get cowboy boots. So we go into the stores like on that main road, and it's like. Buy one, get two pairs free. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, my mom went up to the person and she's like, did I read this correctly? Like, buy one, get two pairs free. And the lady's like, yes. And mom's like, no, but like, you buy one pair and then you get two pairs free. And she's like, yes. Mom's like, mind blown. Her soul like left her body. It was like, she was like, what? What? So yeah, I'm so excited to go back. Yeah, 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 Nash- yeah, yeah. Nashville's grown a tremendous amount. I mean, I've only been living there. I've been, I think it's less. It'll be two years in October, yeah. and since I've been there, there's been just buildings popping up everywhere. I, two years I moved there in 2013, so I'm coming up on seven years in August. And Nashville was absolutely nothing like it is now. Like when I moved there, the bars there's probably like maybe I don't know ten bars on Broadway. And they all shut down during wintertime because it was so dead that, like, nobody would go to them. And now, like, just experiencing the explosion that is Nashville has been – it's been amazing. But it's also uh, definitely come with some growing pains between locals and between, you know, out-of-towners and stuff. But Nashville is a great city, and it's been great to see it, see it explode the way it has, especially with all the music and all the culture that Nashville has to give to the, you know, other people. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, and we're excited to to meet you in person. Like, super stoked, honestly. Um, it's been super cool meeting you over this episode and uh, and hanging out with you. So, like we had told you, so um, you were talking about the new song and stuff. Um, from when this episode is dropping, we're recording it now here in April. We're still in quarantine. We're dropping the episode on May the 18th. Song comes out a few days prior to that. So what's the name of the song? And um, tell us who you wrote it with and go a little bit more into that. Because what we're going to do, we're going to stick the end of this song. Or at the end of the episode, we're going to play the song going out of the episode for you. Amazing. So my new single's name is Cow, and I wrote it with The Wavies in L.A., in Hollywood. Nice. The Wavies. That's awesome. Who are the, the wa- so what what what's what yeah, so tell, tell us about the Wavies. Who who are those guys? The Wavies are some of the coolest producers I've ever met. They're a duo and they did my first song as well. And they are just incredible. Like they are so much fun. They are so down to earth and they are just they were really, really like inclusive with me. Like they were allowing me to be a part of the process and they were really just like letting me observe how they craft the songs and just they were letting me be really hands-on with you know how I wanted it to sound which is amazing I I can't say enough nice things about them they're really really cool and they helped me make this song come to life so I'm so excited for everyone to hear it that's so awesome we we can't wait either we're super stoked um and uh India honestly this has been an absolute pleasure like 
to be doing this. I wish it wasn't over Skype. I wish you were in you were in Nashville, we were in Nashville or in LA or in the same place so we could all hang out. But hey, thank you so much for doing this, uh, for joining us. Thank you. To take it, spending your Thursday afternoon or Thursday morning with us um, as we're spending a Wednesday evening with you. You got to love time zones. Thank you so much for um, educating me on the American culture. Oh, I'm yeah. even to go and see a raccoon. Yes, yeah. a trash panda. <laughs> trash panda. I'm excited to go and get my dollar bag of grapes and see a trash panda and then get some Ray-Bans and then have them stolen. I'm so pumped. <laughs> I can't wait. We call, I can't wait hey, we, I come out. Yeah, hey, we call that the American dream right there. It ain't the American dream without your dollar your dollar bag of grapes and your Ray-Bans getting stolen by a trash panda. That's yes. the American dream. That's the American dream. Hell yeah. Well, India, where can people go to find out more about you? I know you're big on social media and you do a lot of stuff on there. I've got I've got songs on all different platforms. So whatever whatever you've got my songs on there and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I'm figuring out Twitter. I'm also on TikTok, everything like that. Just look up my name and you'll find it. Hell yeah. Nice. And and how do we spell that last name for everybody listening right now so they can find you? So it's pronounced Dupre, but it's spelled D U P R I E Z. E Z. Yeah, it's got a silent Z. Silent Z. You said Z. You said Z at the end of that. Yeah, I did. We see. We just say. We just say Z. We don't put the Ed on the end of it. That's super cool. All of you say Z. Yeah, Yeah. we say Z. We don't say Z. That's dope. I didn't know that. I'm learning a lot about (laughs) Australia. We say Z, like D U P R I E Z. That's so cool. It's just Z for us. I want to go to Australia. Damn. I have no idea. (laughs) That's super cool. Hell yeah. Well, um, anyway, India, thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. And, um, hey, you enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we'll see you, we'll see you in Nashville sometime. Thanks yeah. for hanging out. I'll see you guys soon. Boy, yeah, you make me cringe when I think about how we used to be. Boy, I feel bad for you. That's the way you are and everyone will see. Running your mouth. Running around in your mouth Walking around Like you're running shit You're head in the clouds Head in the head in the clouds Put your feet on the ground Cause you ain't nothing You look so, so dumb right now And you don't even know You're just so delusional
You're just so delusional 